0: And all I can remember was this woman, poor woman, came into, came into the church uh, to meet with my dad, to talk to my dad. Um, my mom had a different understanding of her intention. That I'm
1: going to be joining your church because I want to be of service to
0: my Lord. Hallelujah! And to you. Sister Ruby, can I have a word with you? It's about to go down.
2: Yes, yes, yes. We've just entered what is known as the Amen Zone. That time when a preacher's kid sees something going down
0: between the church folk and they folk. When is it best to combine life experiences within the church and the music or mayhem inspired by teaching experiences all within a stage play or docu-series? The answer is always. It's the best combination of both worlds childhood memories as a PK, and teaching the new generation how to present and communicate within our global society. Let's expound on the initials PK. Within many circles, PK stands for preacher's kid, whereas a parent or both parents are leading a church or leading within a ministry. Within my family, there are many PKs via my beloved cousins having an ordained minister or ministers within the family structure usually contributed to family ties being united and bonded, especially at those family reunions, weddings, and those July 4th or Labor Day cookouts. We always knew who was destined to bless the food or marry the young folks, or in some cases, counsel some folks. According to many of my family members who are PKs, they were always expected to be presentable pleasant, and always available to help the preacher parents with just about everything.
1: Kids is the first musicians and all those things, whether we can play or not. So I was a drummer and then the organ player. And as we was getting older, you know, teenagers, you know, we didn't want to, we were getting up early and I was on the organ one day, man, and my father, uh, as he was preaching, I kind of laid the top board down and, and took me a little snooze. And my old man over the whole church, man, said, wake the devil up. We don't let the devil sleep in here while we preach it, man. Within
0: the walls of many churches throughout America, preacher's kids are privy to the joy and pain of the drama and challenges behind the scenes. One person who witnessed a spectrum of behaviors, those extended and sometimes all-day services, and many characters from church deacons to musicians is Alvin Malcolm Daniels. Alvin is the creator and producer of the docu-series and stage play called Preacher's Kids, The Untold Stories. His childhood memories growing up under his preacher mom, the Reverend Dr. Princella Brady Lee, are all captured within the characters from Daniel's play. His docu-series is made up from interviews with Preacher's kids from around the country. And Daniel's has been producing this series turned stage play for over a decade. Alvin Malcolm Daniels. He is the son of a preacher man, or woman in his case, and boy does he have some of the best stories. I'm Val The Voice Johnson and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners. Learn more about the upcoming course and membership within our interludes community on our website today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice, Johnson. many audiences are able to experience Daniel's Preacher's Kids, The Untold Stories on the streaming service Tubi. Just in time for the holiday season, Alvin Daniels brings the stage play back to the local community theater ETA here in Chicago. Executive producer Michael Womble and I got a chance to catch up with Daniels to talk about the show, the inspiration behind creating this long-lasting stage show and how his teaching experience at Chicago State University is like being a unicorn. And he and Michael identify as such.
1: We are here with Professor Alvin Daniels, the playwright behind Preacher's Kids, The Untold Story, which is in its, what year is this play in now? Uh, year 14. Yeah, 14, okay, great, awesome, awesome. I saw that on the I saw that on the website, but I know as you are are promoting some things on the website may not be as accurate as others. So I wanted to make sure we confirm that you are in your 14th year with this yeah. play, bringing this play to wonderful places all across the country, and coming up uh, for us November 18th and 19th at ETA in Chicago. Advanced tickets twenty five dollars. Um, also, you can get tickets there uh, if they are available. If it doesn't sell out, I wouldn't take that chance. But if it doesn't sell out, that's $30 at the door. And this play features kids, the untold story. Tell us, where did the idea for the play come from? And how has it developed over almost nearly 15 years out? Uh,
2: well, I always say,
1: and you know, most people don't want to hear this, some of
2: your greatest blessings come out of tragedy yeah some of your greatest blessings come out of tragedy to make a short story long or as people say to make a long story short uh, my uncle who was my mentor really uh, he was in on the east coast at Dartmouth University as a professor doing really well making six figures my grandfather was in his 49th year of being the pastor of Krishna Church as he was getting up there in years he asked his son Hey, son, can you come help me out? I need your help. When my uncle got here, he realized the deacons were stealing and just doing all types of things. What he did was he came in, he cleaned up everything. The deacons didn't like that because they couldn't have their way. Mm. They sent a letter to his job when he got here to Chicago, and he got blackballed from the industry. My uncle went from being a millionaire to dying penniless. <clears throat> mm. My my uncle went from being a millionaire to dying penniless. Wow. So had he stayed <clears throat> on the East Coast, instead of being a preacher's kid and coming to help his dad, he probably would still be living now. So I took that pain and began interviewing preacher's kids about their experiences. And here we are 14 later, 14 years
0: later. And it seems like it started off it sounds like it started off as a documentary so you were literally talking with other preachers kids and with me growing up in church and just kind of seeing the hot spotlight that is on the the child <laughs> of the preacher how do you identify with of being a preacher's kid and why was it important to give the untold stories or to document that
2: Uh because it's kind of funny I don't care where I go. Mm-hmm. I meet preacher's kids. People <laughs> people always ask me, Val, how long are you going to be doing this? I'm going to be doing this forever. All right. I was on a cruise ship with some Caucasian uh, brethren and we got to talking and the next thing I know, I found that they was preacher's kids. So I know you asked me another question, but that leads into your question. Mm-hmm. I think that what you do is you accept what is given, at least when I was coming up, Mm -hmm. you had no option. It wasn't an option. You was either going to church with a smile or going to church with a bruise behind. Oh, So basically as a preacher's kid, you look at church from the vantage point of your parents because you always have their best interest at mind. Mm -hmm. So I say all the time, one of my greatest assets is discernment. Okay. I can pick up quickly whether you own some stuff or whether you're not. So to answer your question, I think I've handled it by using those skills that I learned while in church to become a better human being.
0: Okay.
1: Let me let me let me pick uh piggyback off of something you said earlier. Um, when you were talking about the origin of it coming from a place of pain. pain.
0: Yes. Certainly
1: in looking at the videos that I've seen of uh, people, you know, coming out of your show, they are laughing. They oh are God. happy. They have had a, a wonderful hour and a half there uh, of, of community, mm-hmm. of, of of bonding. Uh, so you chose at some point to take this story that may be rooted in pain and bring comedy, levity, some other perspective to it. Uh, tell us why you made that decision, because what you said earlier, I think would be like a New York Times bestseller in terms mm, of like right. that, that series, You know, going from a millionaire to being penniless, all because you were trying to do this work and trying to bring people closer to God. But your play is fun. It's enjoyment. It. People coming out to see uh, Preacher's Kids, The Untold Story, at ETA on November 18th, 19th. They're gonna enjoy themselves. So so tell us why you chose that direction.
2: Well, I tell people all the time, uh, Preacher's Kids, The Untold Stories, uh, combines my three greatest joys. My love of filmmaking and theater, Mm -hmm. my love of comedy, Mm -hmm. and my love of spirituality. So basically I have all, in anything I do, I wanna end on a good note. People have enough burden throughout the week, man. Just for me, I don't want you to come to my show and leave with a greater burden than what you had when you came in. Right. So basically, my characters come from a point of seriousness, but humor. Deacon can pray too long. Yeah. Deacon can pray too long. Yes. And I'm not going to mention the, who he came from. <laughs> well, get up on Sunday and he would pray to god like he hadn't talked to god all week exactly now for deacon pray too long that was serious but to me it was like brother can you let somebody else pray sister off keys Uh, she's she's singing serious she thinks she's hitting all the keys right but to me I'm listening to her and I'm
1: like, ma'am, can you hear what
2: you sound
1: like? <laughs> probably not, probably not. You might be needing some, some auto-tune, huh? Yeah, yeah, so I
2: answer your question by saying, I always want people to leave my show in a better mood than when they came. That's just me. Anything I do, I want you to leave in a better mood than you came. At some point, I will do that documentary on my uncle, but
1: right right now, is yeah, we're what we are Yeah, we're here for that. When that, when you when you're ready to tell that story, we're here for that as well. And yes. you, you yes. said yes. like, you know, in whatever you do, uh uh you and I, uh we had a conversation uh, uh maybe a week or so before we had this um this time together uh for for interludes and kind of identified each other as hey unicorn, hey unicorn. So let <laughs> so people know let let us know like what it is what do you do uh when you're not working on this play and and bringing it to multiple platforms what's your Uh, day job (laughs) What's my day i love it my
2: day (laughs) job is i am a professor full-time lecturer at chicago state university Mm -hmm. and to make a short story long again when i first started nobody else would hire me i was making no money i was trying to get hired all over the place Okay. As soon as Chicago State made me full time, I got three other adjunct schools. Wow. So I teach in four other schools outside of Chicago State. That's why I told that whole story. <laughs> I love what I I love just sharing and giving back to young people. Uh, you know, I tell them all the time, the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. You yeah. know, uh, uh, Miss Miss uh, Reverend Gina Stewart said it best yesterday. hmm. When you work in your gift and your purpose, what seems like being overworked or you should be tired is just a day of work for that person because they love what they do. So I'm always on the push, doing something uh, with 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 my craft. So yes, full-time lecturer at Chicago State University.
0: What's the topic, by the way? What do you what do you teach?
2: Uh, TV, film, media, being on time. That's my main. <laughs> no, 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 no. My kids get tired of me saying. Ah, uh, yeah. Got to be
1: on time. Oh no, no. I, I understand. I, I mean, I've, I've been. Unicorn uh, on one. Unicorn, you understand that? I do. I do. I do. I mean, working with, with kids in, in uh, in media, uh, with a, uh, you know, a newspaper having certain deadlines that that are set there. It's like we need to be. We need to have something out by then, so you need to have it on this day. No, can't be that day. No, I'm sorry you got sick, I still need it. There's email, there's texting, I can still get it. Don't have to walk it in anymore, there's technology now. Yeah, uh, deadlines. yeah you need deadlines, you You've it's never really seen before. an anchor come running
2: into the news. <laughs> okay, now for the news. No, you get there 30 to 40 minutes ahead of time to get ready. These kids today just think, "Hey man, I'm just gonna show up and everything's gonna be all right." The right. Just, world just is like, people, like
1: people, people come to see your play on November the 20th. They're gonna be disappointed because yeah. it is at ETA Preacher's <laughs> Kids, The Untold Story, November 18th and 19th at ETA. So they they need to know they can't show up on the 21st. Val,
2: Val, Val, you see the Don. The, the unicorn one, he preaching. I, preach
0: it. It. He I pre- know.
2: Can we pass the offering plate? I see oh. you. I see All you.
0: All right. <laughs> I! got the offering plate. Let the judge say, Ooh, man. Let Val, the judge on say. On. I tell I, you, Val. That's the word right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's he a good does word. that. He he does that. He's. <laughs> And I t- I tapped- I taught high school for three years, so I tapped out. I, I punked out pretty much. Yeah. And so I have a lot of respect. Oh, uh, oh, no, 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 bow, no bow, bow,
2: bow.
1: Please, what? please,
2: dollar. As a high school instructor, mm-hmm. you're on a whole nother level of patience. Oh. I taught high schoolers for one year and realized that was not my ministry. There you go. Uh, hmm. That's where I am. <laughs> I'm in high at school. Hey, Don, <laughs> Unicorn One. At least, <laughs> at, no, no, no. At least college students kind of know what they want to do.
0: That's good. High yeah. schoolers are just
2: all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: My my wife my wife is a principal at a school. And oh. every day she goes out the door, I pray for her. Because high
0: school is just a whole nother situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different animal because different animal. you're trying to you're trying to you know guide young minds and I and I find it wonderful that you are a director you are a writer and then you're also directing your students as well in doing the stage play and and I'm grateful for Tracy Kincaid that that's one of the actresses yes, yeah, with you. Yes, yeah. Tracy, Tracy. much much kudos to her but in directing what's your favorite part of either blocking or just kind of if people are improvisational with coming up with the lines, just kind of working from experience, what's your favorite part in directing? Val,
2: unicorn number one. And I say that with all love. You don't mind me calling you unicorn number one. No, no, not at all. I'm going to get a shirt now. Yeah, Yeah, it is. uh Unicorn number one. And I'm Uh going to say unicorn number two. All right. So, so, so what happens with this piece is it's based on uh, over 800 interviews with Preacher's Kids. So what I do is I sit down with a Preacher's Kid, I listen to that story, and then I put together a script. Now, mm-hmm. I said that because <laughs> at the beginning of rehearsals, I'll give each person a script and tell them their character. Mm. I allow ad-libs. Good. So, Val, mm-hmm. the best part about what I do is the ad libs because i allow my characters to bring something to the table right (laughs) and also seeing a preacher's kid in the audience be like cracking up that means that i have accomplished what they asked me to accomplish because again you you, you're talking about people's legacy you're talking about their parents Mm -hmm. You're talking mm-hmm. about that life you don't want to do anything to disrespect that so number one the ad lives, which and i it's only one time has it backfired on me uh-oh <laughs> and number two the preacher's kids being satisfied
1: with what i put together okay okay and All i right. will
2: give you the story of the one time it, it backfired on me but i'll leave that alone unless
0: you ask. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Leave
0: we just, let's leave that one
1: alone
0: Next time on Interludes, we will conclude our chat with playwright and producer Alvin Malcolm Daniels. To see some of our moments with Daniels, Michael and Val the Voice within our interview, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony Thompson and host Val the Voice Johnson, Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in our chat on our Interludes YouTube channel, Facebook group, and now on Pod TV on Roku. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by Interludes Extra Presents Find Your Voice, a podcasting course for beginners, launching later this month. To sign up for the course and join our Interludes community of podcasters, please visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia.